0: 1015 FM, 720 AM. K-DON, the talk of Las Vegas.
1: and your host,
0: Mark Hoke. <laughs> Sunday, 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 here we are. It is the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN 1015 FM, 720 AM. It is the talk of Las Vegas. Very happy to have you with us today as we get into a massive two hour extravaganza of Pro Wrestling News and Entertainment. I can't wait to get into this. I'm Mark Hoke, and I've got two of the best guys I could possibly have riding shotgun with me on this journey, especially the guy sitting in front of me right now, Andrew Fish Fane sporting the Philadelphia Eagles Reggie White jersey. Very nice, sir. Thank you. I'm just trying to pace myself for the two hours. Yeah. Yeah, you look very comfortable. I am. The... <laughs> Here's the funny part, is in our studio, there's one seat for the host, and then all the other guests sit on the other side. So there's three chairs over there. Fish has got the feet up, kicking back, relaxing, enjoying, and I'm stuck on the other side. I need to bring a footstool in, I don't know. Joe DeFalco is comfortable at home. Of course, he's the king, the lord, the overmaster of future stars of wrestling here in Las Vegas. Mr. DeFalco, good morning, how are you?
1: Good. I'm sitting here in my underwear, but I'm going to go put on my Earl Campbell jersey. So,
0: Okay. I, wow. That works.
2: As long as it's not a Billy Sims jersey. I hope it's not
1: uh, Billy Sims, he's one of the greatest, too.
2: Yeah, he was. It, it, unfortunately, just like Gale Sayers before him, uh, injuries cut their careers a little short.
1: Yes, yeah, sir. I'm big into the old running back, so.
0: You and me both. I'm just trying to get past Joe in his underwear. That's not good. <laughs> <sighs> Unbelievable. <laughs> We're not doing the show in the underwear, everybody. It's okay. That's We're why okay.
1: I don't come to the studio. See, I could just sit here. And oh wait, so I got to put my, my pants my back job. on.
0: Yeah, but Joe, we got to get you in here sometime. You sound so much better in person you know, on a, on a well, microphone.
1: Well, I'll make you a deal if uh Family Soul gives us uh free food uh, at the studio, then I might have to come in.
2: Okay. They are serving breakfast because that that, that food even if, even when you pay for it the food is absolutely amazing and
0: well well worth it. Absolutely, yeah. We got the couple great sponsors and uh, I a new old sponsor. It's a long story, but we will introduce that little tidbit later on during the show. But boys, what a week in professional wrestling!
2: And the the best part about it about it is it's a lead up to an even bigger week coming
0: up. Yeah, this weekend is going to be insane. We've got the WWE Clash at the Castle premium live event on Saturday morning, and then Sunday night is AEW All Out. Plus, we got an NXT. Yeah, Worlds Collide. That's like Sunday afternoon. Yeah, which still don't have that card settled at all. Which I'm a little disappointed what, the, about the,
2: the NXT card. Yeah, yeah. There, I mean, there's a couple. Well, you there's have a uh, couple. Yeah, the the big one, which is Braun Breaker versus Tyler Bright. Yeah.
0: Yeah, of course. You know, that was kind of big news last week, and we really didn't get into it too much, but WWE is folding up the NXT UK promotion over there. So now this Worlds Collide is kind of, well, it really is Worlds Colliding because they pretty much got rid of just about everybody that was performing in that organization for them over in the UK, but they're, you know, matching up the champions, and they're going to send some of well, these guys uh, out.
2: See, you make it sound like it was such a horrible thing. They, It's not they were closing down NXT UK. It's they're starting NXT Europe. Yeah, but still.
0: You know, there's, there was a lot of panic back there for a while. Not knowing what was going on. That's true. So, yeah, but so a farewell to WWE NXT UK. But It's too many letters.
2: No, but, you know, <laughs> you, you were talking about the news this past week, and I, I think we need to jump right in because... I'm very interested. You and I talked about this off the air a couple of days ago. The The match on Wednesday between one uh, Chick Magnet Punk and uh, Mr.
0: Moxley. Of course, that is. there has been so much news out of AEW this week, but obviously dealing with the world championship is huge. They decided to have the unification match on Dynamite this week with CM Punk, the world champion who had gotten hurt, right after he won the title at Double or Nothing here in Las Vegas uh, a few months ago, hurt his foot. And John Moxley won the Interim World Championship. They decided to do an Interim World title. And very quickly, it only took a few minutes, Punk feigns an injury to his foot, and Moxley walks out with the title in a, in, it, I mean, a, a Cena-esque... Yeah, it was it, Cena it, Lesnar S squash match. It, it, but at least Cena Lesnar lasted
2: I mean, this was like a minute and a half. It, Punk basically hit a roundhouse, kicked to Moxley's head,
0: and when he hit the kick, it hurt his foot, and then it was over. Yeah, and so John Moxley is going into all out as the world champion. And there is so much speculation because there's a lot of drama backstage with the CM Punk Adam hangman Adam Page. Issues that have been going on with their dueling promos and CM Punk going off script last week on Dynamite, the, guys. This is kind of a mess right now. Um, let me let me start with you know where is you know, where do you think this is going to go? I mean, is Punk? Going to win the title back at All Out? Do you think there's going to be some sort of craziness going on? Where do you see this going? Because I have a couple ideas. Is there a match already set? Definitely Moxley and Punk. They have not set the
2: match. Because, uh, and like I said, and this is pure rumor, the rumor is that Punk is really ticked off at at having a squash match to lose to Moxley at Dynamite. And that he may not wrestle again with the company. I don't know how true that is. But that becomes very interesting in and of itself. I don't know what his contract situation is with, with AEW, but this is the first like real watershed moment for AEW and how they handle
0: this controversy they're dealing with. Joe, wh- have you heard anything about what's going on there?
1: Well, first off, they're really trying their best to emulate WCW, uh, and they're doing a really good job of it uh, right now. Uh, the thing I heard was that now all of a sudden – that Moxley is moving on from CM Punk and that Punk isn't getting the rematch. So, you know, it's really kind of crazy. It's like, you know, everything that happens there, everybody's like, oh, it's work, it's work, it's work, MJF, it's work. And it's like, so, you know, now it's like your two biggest guys, MJF and CM Punk, both have no interest in seemingly being there. And maybe they're trying to massage it into a work, but, you know, I think they need Colt Cabana to sit in in wrestler's court and figure this all out. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: CM Punk would love to have Colt Cabana but, over wrestler's court. Which I he mean, did, by the way. as a promoter,
2: could, as ridiculous as it sounds, because it's a championship match and it's supposed to be so big, could this be punishment for Punk for going off script on the promo the week before?
1: Well, so you punished your company by not selling the pay-per-views of Punk versus Moxley at the pay-per-view, and you showed him by giving it away on free TV, which is uh, mind-boggling. You know, we you know we we thought somebody learned from Hogan and Goldberg uh, on on Nitro, mm-hmm. and they followed it up on Dynamite with that, and then as he was losing so quickly. Now it makes you wonder if those rumors of him not wanting to be around, you say about his contract, he could care less about his contract. What are they going to do? He doesn't show up. Okay, I quit. He ain't going to go back to WWE, and he can't go back to WWE. He's a guy who's proven in the past that he can live without wrestling. He supposedly saved his money well. He probably made a lot of money. He's still making money from pro wrestling tees. So money is definitely not the the situation. You know, it's funny because when other people leave the companies because they don't feel they're being treated right, you know, and not that I'm a fan of Punk, but it's like when Sasha and Naomi, well, you know, they stood up for what they believed. Well, I guess maybe that's what Punk's doing. And he's really starting to get a, a miserable reputation.
0: Yeah, I, and, and you know, based on, you know, to kind of back up a little bit more on what's been going on with this and what started all of this was hangman adam page in the lead up to double or nothing made a, a couple of comments during a promo that punk didn't like and someone was referring to that he, you know they weren't happy with Col- he wasn't happy with Cole cabana of course they had an issue a while back with what happened on their podcast they did when the D- punk left wwe made a comment about wwe's doctors not taking care of him and ended up both of them getting sued and they sued each other It was an absolute mess. And then Punk went off script on Dynamite a week ago and called out Hangman Adam Page and wasn't supposed to do it. And everybody's just freaking out, like, why is he doing this? Because it embarrassed Page. And apparently that was the receipt for that. And then all of a sudden, later in the show, they announce it's Punk Moxley on Dynamite for the the title the next week. And now you're also hearing other stories about how people aren't happy with him in the back he's not getting along with people um he even punk even did an interview where he said well you know if everybody everybody needs to stop going to dave Meltzer and complaining about me come talk to me so you know it's it's a really weird situation and i don't know if punk is really planning on leaving or not if there's a swerve coming at all out um you know, it's just it's just bizarre, and then you know a lot of the reactions to the match were pretty stupid too. You
2: know it's funny because because Joe you mentioned this
0: and and I, the more I think about it, it they are
2: copying the WCW uh, uh, the way they did things, but it's almost like a combination of the two worst things WCW did. One was the the Hogan Goldberg match on free TV, and the other was because this was such a squash, it was almost like the finger poke of doom. It happened so quickly. I mean, it wasn't quite as blatant as that, obviously, but it happened so quickly that the match was. It, I mean, it wasn't even in a match. At the beginning of the match they, the announcers are going, oh, we have all hour to show this match, and it lasted literally three minutes.
1: You know, it's uh, getting, sort of going off subject This this woke world that the issue started because the king of the pipe bomb was upset that a guy who was trying to get heat on somebody cut a promo and said some realistic things that the other person didn't like. And then it happened again when Eddie Kingston, who happens to be overweight, gets a promo done by Sammy Guevara, mm-hmm. who talks about Eddie Kingston being fat, and it leads to a fight backstage. And it's like, wow, like what a woke world we live in. I thought Eddie Kingston had a little more, uh, you know, that being the veteran knows what it's like to be in wrestling, to not be, you know, getting all upset. Because, well, he never cleared it with me. It was like, wow, when we do promos, we never I, – I don't say, hey, we're going to say some hurtful things and we're trying to promote something. Is it okay with you? Oh, no, don't, don't talk about any of my negativity stuff. You know, may, make sure you only say good things about me. It's like, what is this world of wrestling that we're living in that, oh, well, you know, Sammy Guevara should have cleared it with him. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it, I'm I'm not understanding this.
0: Yeah, this is and, and that's kind of where I wanted to, to go next was with that situation. We also had the situation with Sammy Guevara and Eddie Kingston, where there was a promo that was cut by Sammy who called Eddie a fat piece of duty, and Eddie said, Oh, now now we're fat shaming. And Eddie Kingston is not physically the shall we say in the best of shape. I mean he's not you know, he's not like 500 pounds or anything, but he's got a little bit of spare oh, tire. He's a lot it. like Kevin Owens. And, yeah. You know, I think Kevin's more muscular keg. Yeah. Eddie's a little more spare tire. And it ended up a massive fight in the back. And well, not massive fight, but they they got into it. And Kingston and was suspended. Kingston got suspended. And now they've both been doing damage control on the whole thing on Twitter and so on, trying to settle all of this down. I'm sure you know that that was just a mess and and they had to have a, a talent meeting on Wednesday before uh, the dynamite show with everybody and a, a lot of, apparently a lot got aired out in there but yeah but, but I agree with you Joe that look if you you've got flaws you're going to get called out on it and you know unfortunately disco inferno actually on twitter got into this a little bit and saying, oh, it's you know, it's a disgrace to the industry if you're overweight. It's like, well, there have been a lot of good overweight wrestlers. No, that's you know? very true. You know, but, it,
1: I but, think, but it's just I think stupid. I Disco was talking more about, you know, may, may, maybe he should get in shape. And it's like, you know, a lot of always people always talk about, hey, you know, you want to look the part. You got to look the part. You know, it's looking the part. And in some cases, a guy like Heath Lee, you know, wow, here's a big guy who's overweight who can do super cool things, Willie Mac, you know, but when the heel's using that to try to get heat, and then the baby face beats him up for it, that's what's supposed to be the story. There's a reason he's the bad guy, and there's a reason that he's the good guy, and You know, wrestling is for you, you know, forever had shapes and sizes and earthquake and Abdullah the Butcher Mm -hmm. and Haystacks Calhoun back to, you know, the early days. And it's like, yeah, it's always been the same. And nowadays, it's like Samuel Guevara said, Jesus, it was a tape show. You know, if they didn't like what was said, they just edited it out like they do all the time. And supposedly they did edit it out. And it's like, you know, if you're going to get upset over something somebody says in a promo that's supposed to, like, try to bring you down, man, that, that now, you know, I, you, you always hear about on set they have the intimacy uh, coaches. Now they need to have the, the, those coaches in wrestling to the sensitivity coaches to make sure it's okay to say a certain negative thing about somebody in a wrestling promo.
2: How big of a turning point is everything that's going on right now for AEW? How important is it that this all gets settled and and, and they get back on? Because it looked like they, were on, they had a rocket ship tied to their back and they were headed to the moon. And then all of a sudden, Vince McMahon leaves, Triple H takes over WWE, WWE starts taking off, and AEW seems to start falling apart.
1: Yeah, but this has been happening for months. Now it's just like really coming to a head. You know, the honeymoon's over. So... Now it's like, okay, it's now two years later, three years later, whatever it is, they're still in the same exact spot. No matter who they have brought in, they're trying to get to a million viewers, you know, they get to a million viewers and it's like, oh my God, we got a million viewers. It was like Impact had a million viewers back when Hogan and them came in and Bischoff and it was just like, yeah, big deal. They got a million viewers. And it's like there's still no competition for WWE. And now when AEW gets a million viewers, when they first got them, it was like huge. And now it's no growth. They've brought in CM Punk, and they've brought in Danielson, and they've brought in Cesaro, and they've brought in all these superstars that have come in, and nothing has moved the needle. They're exactly where they're at. They're a niche company that is a strong niche company, but that's what they are. They're not competition to WWE in terms of oh WWE better watch their back. AEW is going to beat them.
2: And ironically, this entire time Roman Reigns has been the champion in WWE, and he has moved the needle.
0: Yeah, and it, I mean, right now I think the leadership style of Tony Khan is catching up a little bit because you know obviously they also announced. Uh, a couple of weeks ago that they were putting a bunch of people in talent relations you know Alexander Dutt Tony, uh, Tony Shivani and others to help out with these relations between management and the talent because there were issues a lot of people were saying that if you weren't on you know the right side of the the gang that you were being shut out and not being communicated well with so th-
1: I've heard that from numerous wrestlers who are there and were there, that you if you're in Tony Khan's clique, you know, supposedly Tony Khan's a party guy, wants to have a good time, you know. He goes out, and then there's the boys that, you know, cling to the boss, and they get kind of good positions. And some of the guys that don't want to go hang out and drink it and party and after the show, they kind of get left on the wayside. And you know he seems to be, you know, a little bit erratic from from what I've heard. You know he, you know, it's it's nice to have daddy's
0: money. Yeah, and you've seen that some you know, some of the tweets that he's made. Now, the most recent one was when Vince got fired, and he said, "I'm now the longest tenured CEO in in professional wrestling." I'm like, dude, come on. Yes, we appreciate. Stay in your lane, We mean? appreciate what you're doing you haven't been doing this long enough to shoot your mouth off like that. Oh Still. yeah,
1: he he wants you know, he he wants to show you. He needs to show everybody, you know, obviously that ego is there. You know, he needs to go out and tell everybody what he's done. You know, it's like okay, dude, you know, you did this and you know, you got on TNT because your dad owns the Jaguars and you're worth billions of dollars and you basically bought the time and worked out a deal. And that's great and all, and and it's great for the wrestling community because there's so many more guys making a lot of money, and obviously he's done great things by starting a company that, you know, moved the needle, but not moved the needle to where, you know, it's WWE and WCW back and forth with the ratings. Because things are so different, but it's like like he's he's like that that rich kid who's trying to show everybody, look what I I can do it on my own. I don't need my dad type of thing.
0: Yeah, it is it is a little bit of a mess. And you know, I mean, I kudos to them for trying to take some steps to fix it, but but I think Tony's gotta take a step back. And by the way, we're on the Mark Hoke show here on KDWN one oh one five FM seven twenty AM. This is the talk of Las Vegas. We are the Grace Pro Wrestling show on well, the universe. Shall <laughs> I, I so we think just think say Andrew Fishbane, Joe DeFalco? I think Tony Khan thought that just
2: by hiring guys like Punk and Moxley and Jericho and Danielson, that all of a sudden that he would recreate the Monday Night Wars and that they would be as successful as WCW was back then when they brought in the NWO and everything. And it's not even close.
1: No, because WCW at least had the NWA and Ric Flair and the Horsemen. And all that stuff beforehand. So they they had, you know, fifty years of history and they kinda changed their name and had some homegrown people and they had guys like Sting and all the others. The WWE had guys that, you know, regardless of what you say about a Cesaro, you know, he was a guy that was never put in in the main event and there are reasons for that. As phenomenal as he is in wrestling, you know, character wise, which is extremely important these days. Taken off, and Danielson—he's on the show, and and I know he's been hurt, but it's kind of like he's involved. CM Punk—they're wrestling guys like Dante Martin and Daniel Garcia, young guys, and it's all good and everything, but they're unestablished, and, and nobody cares about them.
0: Yeah, and I think that the injuries threw a lot of things off for them, and they haven't quite recovered yet. I mean, a lot of people went down over the past few months in AEW, and it really changed the bookings up. And, you know, it, it goes to show that, you know, the book, Mr. Booker of the Year, well, welcome to professional wrestling and some of the crazy stuff that's going to happen because, obviously, Adam Cole and Danielson and, and Kenny Omega, Kong, Kenny Omega, the first one, yeah. You, know, you had all these great matches lined up, and all of a sudden, all these guys just at once went down like ducks in a shooting gallery. and you know, you're kind of like, well, what, what do we do? You know, and you that, know,
1: When you when you talk about Kenny Omega, as great as he may be, he's never carried a company. TV ratings wise, he's not that superstar. You know, CM Punk was. You know, so you would think that Punk and Omega would be like the big deal, but I, I don't know if it is anymore.
0: Yeah, and it's you know, and and you are recycling some people that were in WWE. You've got to rehabilitate their images a little bit. And yeah, it's 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 a tricky spot they're in right now. It, Heading they, into all out, so the all they, out paper better be pretty darn good. Didn't they set up a program of Moxley and
2: Jericho? Yeah, they they just did that again. It, um, when is, is, is that match? That match is when. Yeah, that well, that was done. They just finished that up. The Lionheart, when, when yeah, they, yeah, they had that match a couple weeks ago. Oh, that was a couple weeks ago. I, thought, yeah. I don't know I thought it was coming up. Where have you been?
0: Uh, I don't know. Watching well, well, yeah, WWE. From what I hear, but,
1: they're talking about it again. So.
0: Yeah, we'll find out. All right, guys. Well, hey, we have to head to break. But when we come back, more from AEW as they get ready for All Out, we've got some big news going on in WWE, a ton of stuff happening. It has been a crazy time in pro wrestling, and we're going to have more of it for two hours. So, stick around everybody here on the Mark Hoke Show on KWN 101.5 wow. FM 7:20 a.m. We'll be right back. I'm Mark Hoke and I've got to tell you about the incredible Family Soul Restaurant. They're the only soul food restaurant in Northwest Las Vegas and simply put, they're the best in the city. Dan and his family have always treated me like I was a part of theirs every time we come in and we never leave hungry. Start off with the amazing appetizers like their mac and cheese crab balls, crispy wings, and Dan's Soul Rolls. Then dive into Family Soul's dinners with homemade catfish, hot links, and fried chicken with all the amazing sides you could ever want and finish it off with homemade peach cobbler and banana pudding. Plus, they're now open for breakfast Friday through Sunday, too. So head on over to Family Soul Restaurant right now at 2300 North Rainbow Boulevard, Suite 108, just off the Lake Mead and Cheyenne exits of I-95. Check them out at FamilySoulRestaurant.com or call 725-205-5085 for hours and their menu. Mention KDWN and get the People's Choice Special of Catfish, Yams and Greens for just $15.99. It's food for the soul and the family, Family Soul Restaurant. When it comes to having the right attorney in your corner, you want to have a proven winner on your side. And Russell Dutch Boyd of VegasCounsel.com knows how to win in Las Vegas. Boyd graduated at 18 years old from law school and is also a three-time World Series of Poker Bracelet winner. And no matter what legal challenges you're facing, Boyd will help you through it all. As a litigation attorney, he covers multiple areas of law, including personal injury, business law and startup, cyber law and crypto clients, and whatever else you might need to navigate the legal waters of Las Vegas and beyond. Just visit vegascounsel.com to set up your free initial consultation today. That's com, and let Dutch Boyd help you win today. Once again, that's Russell Boyd at vegascounsel.com. FM, 720 AM, KDON, The Talk of Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. And we are back on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM. It is The Talk of Las Vegas. It's the station, so nice it's on your dial twice and we're doing a little pro wrestling news. And we, uh, <laughs> sorry, and we, <laughs> man, I was on a roll there and Angelo broke me up. Um, Our producer back there, silly guy, got that Raiders hat on. You got to get an Eagles hat. He's got an Eagles jersey. What are you doing? Come on. Um, Anyway, but... Of course, we are the best in pro wrestling news and entertainment here in Las Vegas. I'm Mark Hoke, along with Andrew Fishfane and Joe DeFalco. And real quick before we get into it, guys, you know, we were talking about CM Punk, maybe wanting to leave AEW, might have a contract issue there. And if he does, he might want to give a friend of mine a call. That is Russell Dutch Boyd from VegasCouncil.com. Guys... Boyd graduated from law school at 18 years old. That's how smart this dude is. I've known him for a very long time. He is a straight-up kind of guy, and he's the kind of person you want in your corner if you have any legal issues. And it covers just about everything. Uh, but, of course, he's worked as a defense attorney, uh, covers all, a ton of areas of law like business law, startup, and even stuff like cyber law and crypto clients, some pretty cool things he's into. So he can help you out. So if you, him Punk, or anybody else needs some legal help, just go to VegasCouncil.com, counse com, Set up a free consultation with a three-time World Series of Poker bracelet winner, too, so you can talk a little poker with him. That's VegasCouncil.com. And get on board with Dutch Boyd. Let him get you through the legal journey of Las Vegas. And Lord knows a lot of people need it. Right, uh, right Fish? Yeah.
1: Because <laughs> I was just going to say, wow, what a great name for a poker guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, there you go, <laughs> you guys. If you, I don't know how, how far. And maybe you, it's because I
1: heard the name before. That's why. Right.
0: He was. He was in the crew back uh, when Chris Moneymaker won that world championship a while there back. There
1: you go. That's why I was like, wow, that's a great poker name.
0: Yeah. So you've you've seen Dutch on TV too. He's a great guy, and like I say, he's a good friend of mine. We've been friends for geez over a decade, and I'm telling you, you can trust him. So check it out at Vegas no Council. to him. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, more issues in AEW, by the way.
2: Well, real quick, oh, yeah. just, just what I've been I've been learning, that it, the reason why they had that match between Punk and Moxley is because Moxley didn't want to, because the original plan called for it to be out all out and Moxley to lose. Moxley didn't want to just flat out lose to CM Punk, so he wanted to beat him first, and then he's apparently now they're going to have the rematch it All Out, and that's when Moxley is going to lose and Punk will regain the championship. That's what I
0: read, too. I'm just wondering how they're going to do it and uh before we get into the topic I was going to mention I wouldn't be surprised if the Way Punk's been acting kind of get into a heel role that maybe he comes back and maybe he's got a little friend by his side. Maybe it's time for a little Punk and Maxwell Jacob Friedman action to be going on in AEW. I think they That they've, would that would be huge. I think they've lost all momentum with MJF. I don't think so. He's too good.
2: I, I I think they're they gonna have to build him back up because it's been three months now since you've seen it, it's it's ridiculous you've lost too much momentum because
0: it wasn't an injury or anything that's kept him off TV. Well, but we've seen that sometimes where people are off TV for a long time and they come back. I mean, Joe, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, my thoughts are that I got no idea what they're doing over there in some cases, and MJF had so much momentum. You know, yeah, I guess he could come back to a hero's welcome, but you missed the boat. You know, everything was as hot as hot can be with him. And just to take him off, it's like, I don't know how people react. It's like, so he's going to be gone for that long and then just pop up and be friends with CM Punk? You know, I I don't get how that would make any sense whatsoever. You know, I know we got to suspend belief, but we got to be made to believe that that's possible. And well, I I believe it. I think he's lost a lot of momentum.
0: Yeah, and one thing, of course, when the last time we saw him on TV, he cut a <laughs> scathing promo promo against Tony Khan and swore a couple times on air, and the the Time Warner Discovery. <laughs> gang was there in the building and I just had seen a story the other day where they are actually telling AEW they'd like him to tone down the language a little bit. And you kinda wonder if there was just a bad reaction there too and, and I, I don't know. It's 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 kind of a mess, but but you gotta imagine it's all out. It's this is AEW's WrestleMania. I, They've got to do something big. I, I will say if MJF doesn't come back here then
2: then it was actually a shoot not a work and he's done. I think he has to come back
0: at all out. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I would hope he would too. I really do. I mean, that's right. Now
1: the question is: Okay, he comes back at all out. Now, what's the play? Like, what does he do that the crowd's like, "Yeah, he's back. Awesome! I can't believe he did that." I don't. I don't know if there's anything that he can do right now to come back at all out. That. You know, since we're talking about moving the needle, it's like I I don't see where he fits in to making a major statement at all out.
0: Well, and that's why I'm kind of wondering if there would be something happening with him associating with Punk. I could see a scenario where MJF costs John Moxley the title, and all of a sudden stands in the middle of the ring with CM Punk and they shake hands. And then you have a moment
2: But, but Joe's right. There's no reason for Punk for MJF to align with Punk when they've they've been at each
0: other's throats this entire well, time. Well, there was no reason for Hulk Hogan to join the outsiders.
1: Sure was there it? was. Yeah, the fans were turning against them.
0: But I'm you just know, saying storyline,
2: I mean there wasn't a reason. That that was the reason. That was storyline reason too for Hogan. There
1: is right. abs- and, and it was like it was the perfect storm to do it. Because he had been that guy for so long, MJF has basically been a heel. Like, so if he aligns with CM Punk to beat John Moxley, doesn't that still make him a heel, whether they shake hands or not? Because John Moxley is a beloved character
0: in AEW. So. Well, that's what I'm saying. CM Punk goes heel on this that that's where things i think are trending because you know, you guys are talking about hogan, the fans turning on hogan a little bit yeah. and and it would work if it was punk coming back to do that though
2: but mjf coming back to to stay a heel does, there's no shock value there cuz he didn't and then nothing he happened comes
1: underneath cm punk so he comes back to not be the guy he comes back to be the apprentice of the, he comes back to be Cole cabana
0: yeah yeah well it was an idea I guess we're gonna find out in a week and all out on uh, on September fourth in Chicago. By the way, CM Punk's hometown. That's gonna be entertaining. More backstage, right,
1: so he won't get booed no matter what he did anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, very true, very true. Uh, more backstage drama on AEW as Thunder Rosa has apparently been hurt. They're saying she has some bulging discs in her back, and she is, but she is not relinquishing the AEW Women's Championship either. <sighs> Yeah, I know. What and a, what a so, disaster! So now we're going to have another interim champion on the women's side, because at All Out and apparently Tony Storm was slated to win that, win that championship from everything that I had heard, uh, but now we're going to have a four way match between Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, and Hikara Shida. and apparently Britt Baker is not getting along with Thunder Rosa. So now it's on the women's side, too, plus this interim championship, which I understood for Punk because you build all that time up and he gets hurt three days into his title reign. But this doesn't make any sense to me, guys.
2: No, and only that. The problem is, and, and no offense, but the women's program isn't strong enough to handle the same kind of storyline that a
0: men's program can handle. Yeah, and, and, and there's apparently some heat on Thunder Rosa in the back, too.
1: Uh, I'm so, going to say that you know that's what happens when you go through wwe you go through a program aew just went out and signed a whole bunch of independent wrestlers and kind of brought them in and then mixed them in with wwe talent and these independent wrestlers are used to kind of doing what they want to do and they've all been thrown at it and some you know react well and some don't like we've heard things with thunder rosa for a while so it's 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 no different. You've heard it about Brandy Rhodes. You hear it about a lot of these, a lot of people, and guys, girls, it doesn't matter. And you know, I'm going to say maybe it has to do with the the independent people because when you book people independently, you can book whoever you want, and they have their list of demands or what the, what they want to do when they come in, and who's losing and who's not losing, and all the other stuff, and. You know, they haven't been taught the other way because that's what happens. When you're an independent wrestler and WWE went out and signed you, what'd you do? Well, you went to NXT and you perfected your craft. And then when we thought you're, or when WWE thinks you're ready, then you got put onto the main roster. In AEW, you just get thrown into the mix and sink or swim your, your, your bad antics you know, get, get blown up even more because you're used to, Hey, this is what I want to do. And blah, 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 blah. And now all of a sudden she came in Thunder Rosa as a, you know, she became a big deal, you know, and she was from the NWA and she kind of walked out on them. So it's like, well, the track records are already there.
0: The leopard doesn't change their spots. Yeah. And, you know, and it's really a shame that all this is going on right before all out, because it, it really is their WrestleMania card. It's where this whole thing got started. And there are a lot of good matches on this card. They, they've done some great build-ups for some of these. Um, you know, you look at, you know, you got Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho, which I think is going to be a, a blast to watch. Uh, Jungle Boy and Christian Cage, and Christian Cage is doing some of the best work of his career. Jungle Boy's really stepped up. you got two really outstanding young wrestlers in Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs. I think are going to tear the house down in this match. Uh, yeah, know, it's, but and, it's kind of it's it's a shame that that all this drama has happened and they and especially with the injuries and they just haven't been able to get it back in sync uh, yet. And, and you know, you're saying that this is their version of WrestleMania. And
2: I was talking about this off the air that if the WWE had booked a WrestleMania and eight days out of WrestleMania or a week out of WrestleMania, we didn't know that there was a heavyweight championship match. We'd be blasting WWE for it. This is their WrestleMania, and they don't have a heavyweight championship match. So That means the title isn't as important as they want to make it seem.
0: Well, on the other side of that, though, and I'll I'll defend AEW a little bit. They didn't even know when Punk was going to get back. No, he was hurt. They were actually a lot of people were saying that he wasn't going to be coming back until the next pay-per-view the, revolution. So they, they sh- weren't they weren't sure if he was going to be ready. Then you
2: have a match with Moxley and somebody, and it punks back. You add, you make it do exactly what, and, and people hate it, but you would do what WWE does, and all of a sudden, just three-way dance.
0: Right. Yeah. It was
1: like so you didn't know when he was going to be back, but if you're able to announce him for Dynamite, why couldn't you just announce him for All Out? It's like Kenny Omega. He comes back to be in some six-man match. I know it's for the trios, title, whatever, but it's like, isn't he supposed to be like their number one guy in the company? It's kind of like, hey, The Rock's coming back for WrestleMania, and he's going to be in a six-man tag with the bloodline. Like, at (laughs) least that would be the bloodline. It would be like, you know, taking on the legends or whatever it is. But it's like, uh, it's leadership. And obviously, Tony Khan is failing in leadership because in the beginning, it was like, oh, here's a bunch of money. You know, here is what we're going to do, and now it's more than just the money; it's the way you're
2: treated. They have an you amazing know. undercard and no main event. Yeah, I, we're, and like I, I said, if this was WWE, we, everyone would, and rightfully so, be blasting WWE for saying, "How could you not have a main event for WrestleMania?"
0: No, yeah, I agree. I, and like I said, I, they've they've handled a lot of these injury situations and the backstage drama not well, and I think that's why Tony. Con has decided to put other people in between him and the talent, but, which is a good idea. But but, but the, they've but they've got to they've got to piece this together. I'm not,
2: I'm, you have enough wrestling veterans there who know how who can who could have gotten to Tony Khan said, "Look, you
0: have to have a main event for your for your biggest show. You can't not announce anything." Well, and I almost and and I'm and I'm kind of wondering too if the whole drama here with CM Punk and Hangman Adam Page had something to do with this that threw everything off as well. And maybe well, they, they hey. overreacted. I mean, I, I'm not in the locker room, yeah. so I don't know. Here, here,
1: here's a scenario that we look at. When they put AEW together, it was for the boys and, and uh, Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks and Jericho and all these guys. They were put in this huge position of power. Well, Cody Rhodes and, and the Young Bucks have their cliques. Everybody has their cliques. So now, when you're in the position of power as wrestlers, and now there's turmoil between the wrestlers, now people are going to take sides, and there's going to be way more animosity. In WWE, you knew who the boss was, it was Vince McMahon. And you ain't going to cross the boss. And then Triple H took over. And maybe he's a lot more wrestler friendly, but he's distanced himself from being a wrestler. So now backstage, Adam Page is yapping at the Young Bucks about CM Punk. Well, now something's got to be done. And now there just becomes, there's, there. to me, there's so much inner turmoil between the wrestlers that it's now gone to management because who's in management? The wrestlers. So I think it's just, you know, it sounded good on paper, but I think now it's really starting to implode.
0: Yeah, they they need to create more of a corporate structure in there. And said there's enough people in there that know what they're doing have been around for a long time to screen this out. So hopefully they will. Of course, we're we're on the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM. I'm Mark Hoke, along with Andrew Fishfane and Joe DeFalco from Future Stars of Wrestling Fish. You had something else.
2: Yeah, Joe, as a promoter, is this pay-per-view with everything that's going on with AEW is this pay-per-view now almost a make or break pay-per-view for them do they have to knock it out of the park with this one because of all the turmoil and everything that's happening people will people basically go if it ain't that great if it's just good or or worse well they'll just go you know what there's nothing there isn't anything here
1: no, because, as I said, they're they're a niche company. And, and just like when we do it at our shows and, and things screw up or there's turmoil or there's issues, the fans aren't really that much aware of it. And in AEW, when they see something, there's the apologists for AEW, just like they're the apologists for WWE. So MJF, oh, it's a work. It's a work. It's good. Everything's good. You know, CM Punk, oh, it's a work. You can get the title back. Everything's good and they're still going to buy it and they're still going to do the pay-per-view. They're not going to pay attention, you know. If you love AEW, there's no doubt that Thunder Rosa is have has a back issue. If you're anti-AEW, ah, uh, she doesn't want to drop the belt. This is and, and that's how it is. The, the battle lines have been drawn with AEW and WWE. That's the only thing that AEW has has really come in when we talk about competition. And they, there's so many on one side against so many. It's it's like uh, Trump and Biden, Democrats and Republicans. There's no middle ground with AEW and WWE.
0: Yeah, this it, it, it's amazing that we were just talking a few months ago about how tight things were in the locker room and everything seemed like it was a better atmosphere to be working at. And, and, and WWE was going downhill and they were in a ton of trouble. Yeah, and now all of a sudden... The tide's turning a little bit, and we're, like you know, I said.
2: We're I, I think that that Vince McMahon leaving WWE and Triple H taking over put pressure on on AEW, and that pressure it, in the end it'll make him stronger because pressure it takes pressure to make a diamond, but right now it's making them crumble a little bit.
1: Well, you know, six months ago everybody was like, "Oh, who in WWE is leaving to go to AEW?" Now it's like, "Hey, who's going to be leaving AEW to go back to WWE?" So.
0: Yeah, and, of course, the bloom's going to come off the rose there at some point, too. But, you know, I th- I think Triple H has a pretty good understanding of how to handle that. And we're going to— we're Right. Gonna...
1: And Triple H is going to get rid of the guy. Just like he's brought back all the guys he likes, guess what's going to happen to the guys that are Vince McMahon guys that he doesn't like?
2: Yeah, and, and but I think the difference being Vince McMahon would get rid of you whether you were good or not if he didn't like you. I think Triple H will still keep guys that may not be his guys if they're good. But guys like Omos, who are obviously a Vince McMahon guy, is not going to get run for Triple H because he's just not good enough.
1: Well, right, because Vince McMahon was a guy that if he liked you, it didn't matter if you were good or not. So with Triple H, you know there's certain guys that aren't going to make the cut. That probably we've looked at and like, how is that guy still under contract? And <laughs> I'm pretty sure that they won't be soon enough.
2: I mean, I don't I don't remember the last time we saw Hamas. He did a handicap match with two weeks
0: ago on Raw. Oh, he did. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he came out and beat up a couple jobbers. So he's right. still around. They,
1: they went they went backwards with him. He's back to the initial push with him was beating up guys that nobody ever heard of you know two two local students
0: he got to beat up yeah he really should be in nxt absolutely that that's where he should be and he just got you know vince mcmahon likes big sweaty men as uh ross tweed he, he could a be apollo
1: Cruz's bodyguard
0: <laughs> wait isn't that role filled already
1: oh yeah well he can have a second bodyguard
0: <laughs> two bodyguards for apollo Crews NXT. <laughs> that's crazy oh my god Pro wrestling, I'll tell
2: you what, fellas, it is something else. I mean, it, it, we, it, we haven't even touched on the weekend, the, the, it was or going to be in WWE with like the return of Johnny Gargano. Isn't that great? Because
0: we have an extra hour to do it today. I know. Isn't that amazing? So we're going to. There you
1: go. We got an hour to talk about NWA. I'm excited. <laughs>
0: There, there was an NWA card but it, while I have like two minutes left here I, I do want to mention real fast the G1 climax tournament in New Japan finished up a great final between Okada and will Osprey and Osprey's just been all over the place looking great but uh, Okada wins that wins that tournament uh you know and G1 climax is yeah that's a pretty cool concept. they run a month of pool play they set up four pools of seven wrestlers and they all wrestle off each other. And then the winner of each pool goes to a semifinal and, and a final elimination tournament. Uh, Is not Osprey going to be at uh, all all out um, in the trials championship? Don't, well, we don't know that yet. Don't know they really. they they're wrestling uh, Osprey and the uh, young, young bucks and and, uh, and Kenny, Kenny Omega. Omega right. So probably so not. No. But but, yeah. we, <laughs> but we will. Well,
1: I'm excited that a uh, few former FSW mainstays got to make their New Japan debut during that. Uh, Tournament. Royce Isaacs, uh former tag champ, Tito Escondido, who we've used for years, Tom Lawler, TJ Perkins was there, so it was a it was a good showing.
0: Yeah, I mean it was a it was a great turn. Yeah, I saw Filthy Tom got a shot in there. So good for Filthy Tom. He won a couple matches too. He was in the he was in the pool with all the big boys. They had they had a pretty nasty group that he got stuck in, to say the least, and I'm I'm scrolling down on that real fast. But yeah, he was in there with Okada, Jonah, Lance Archer, Jeff Cobb, uh, Torriano, and Bad Luck Fail. I mean, Lawler was a, a cruiserweight compared to that gang. But he got he got a couple of we got a few wins in there, so good. Yeah, run.
1: yeah, and Jeff and Jeff Cobb we've used, and he lives in Vegas, another local guy. So it, it was definitely uh, a good turnout. They had Cobb beat Okada a couple months back.
0: Yeah, so. So a pretty wild one, and I, I'd recommend checking that out if you get a chance to watch a few of those matches. But the final was outstanding. Osprey and, and Okada, why they're two of the best in the world. All right, guys, we're going to head to a break instead of wrapping the show up. We're going to be back next hour for you. Predictions, Clash of the Castle. Yeah, we're going to get into all the the WWE stuff. So stick around, everybody. We're going to be right back on the Mark Hoke Show here on KDWN, 101.5 FM. We'll see you on the other side of the break.